Seahawks Man to Man is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices of up to 60% off. I am a huge basketball fan, but I also love hip-hop and rap. I love me some 2 chains. Game Time is the best way to get tickets for everything from sporting events to shows by artists like 2 Chains. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C-K-I-D-D-206, and that's C-Kidd206. All right, this is a special uh, midweek edition of the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. This is our all-decade episode. Uh, You may have noticed that this week we are doing an all-decade series on The Athletic. I think it's got an official name, Chris, but it's basically just everyone writing about what's (laughs) happened in the last uh, decade to, for no other reason, or if for no other reason, to remind us all that we are getting old. <laughs> Man, I'm not liking that. Yo, the decade is really over. That's like kind of crazy to, to think about. Uh, it's, it's officially called the 2010s Decade in Review. So basically everyone across all sports has been writing uh, all-decade content. Uh, I believe everyone's doing like a, a either the Decade in Review or you know all-decade team for the team that they cover. Uh, we released our basketball content, I believe, on Monday. And today, I think a lot of the uh, NFL content has been released, which includes, Chris, the Seahawks all-decade content. And so I did two pieces for this. Uh, I think it's uh, lumped into one. But um, what I did, I did an all-decade team. So anyone who's the best players at each position from 2010 to, to, to currently, so that includes current players if I, if I chose, uh, so basically, if you play for Pete Carroll, you're eligible. And then, this was a lot harder. Chris, I had to do the top 10 most important Seahawks. I know, that was tough. You're of the decade. <laughs> That's Cause, tough. Because you don't want to tell people they're not important, right? Like, you, And you don't want to place an importance on another man. Like, it's a lot, you know. It's I, a tough thing to do, man. Like, I play fantasy football, and I understand that the players are essentially chess pieces in this larger game. Uh, but I do understand that when you talk about who's important and who's not, that's the guys feel away uh, about that. Now, thankfully, this is not like any reporting that I had to do. It's pr- it's merely subjective. I got to decide who is on the all-decade team, just me alone. I took some input from people, writers, players, uh, but it was basically me, you know, and then uh, it's basically my list, which is a lot of power. I appreciate that. Thank you, company. You're giving me the power to do the uh, the all-decade team. Should we, uh, should we run the team down? Yeah, man, I I was really impressed with your list. I know this took hours and hours of work. I can't imagine trying to do this myself. I would probably just name guys, and I haven't explained why. Like, leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> thankfully, so I have, like, a tone as a writer that I can kind of, like, so, for example, I think when I said, who was the QB of the decade? Oh, it was Russ, right? Well, duh. And I, I didn't have to explain it with a bunch of numbers. I just said, Wilson is the best quarterback of the decade by a very wide margin, and anyone arguing against this should be considered uh 
any any and arguing against this, excuse me, should be considered a felony punishable by extreme public humiliation. Right? There you go. I have an idea. What's Russell that? Wilson is to throw a fastball at your back. I don't want anybody to feel any harm. Well, yeah, I do. Hold up. Reread that again? Well, <laughs> I said f- felony punishable by extreme public humiliation. That's, that's necess- humiliating. Having It's also painful. You get hit with a spiral in the back. Your, your spinal damage uh, mess, mess you up. Uh, although I do mention with choosing Bobby Wagner for one of the linebackers that... Uh, <laughs> he can hit you. <laughs> yeah, arguing against this should be considered a felony punishable by having to absorb a hit from Wagner himself. So... I guess, yeah, we could have some, some pain. You can't argue. If you think, like, Tavares Jackson was that cold of a dude, you need to go marry into Tavares' family. <laughs> That's what you need to do because you are dedicated uh, beyond belief. Uh, so so I just, should I just, just go one by one? Why not? All I right. think, and then just give a little background and what, what went into that pick. I think that would be really cool, man. Uh, well, I mean, the offense was pretty – basically, the Seahawks are a pretty easy team. I know some other pro, uh, teams probably had to struggle. Um, you know, I imagine, like, our – I don't even know if our Patriots guy did one, but I imagine that's a little tougher. I mean, quarterback Man. is still easy there too. Yeah, but all but the you've other got positions. some other really good players over the course of like the past like ten years. Yeah, uh, ten years that have played uh, uh, really well. Uh, you know, NBA was probably a struggle for for some teams who have gone through different iterations. The Seahawks have been pretty much the same for ten years. <laughs> it was basically the all-decade team was like, "Hey, did you play on the Super Bowl team or not?" All right, cool. Then you're in. There uh, it is. So I think let's, I'm gonna go through the offense. Real you know quick. what name? I'm surprised didn't make this list. The MVP, Malcolm Smith. No, I'm fine. Oh, shoot. shoot. <laughs> Malcolm Smith's not even in the league no more. I don't, I don't, he might Funny not be. Funny joke, but hey. No, that's very. I mean, good for him that he won MVP. Hell yeah. But it's just like he had no business winning MVP. I don't know. How, I, got, I know you're producing the Cliff and Puck. I don't know if Cliff feels the way about that because Cliff should have won probably. If one player was going to win Cliff. on defense, I'd probably voted Cliff. I'm a Texas um, man. Well, he's in London. I can't text him. Actually, you can. Well, I think what time is it in London? I, uh, I, I think know. it's like a. I think it's got to ask the homies in London. No? Oh, it's five in the morning. Yeah, I'm not texting him. He's asleep. Uh, so I would have probably voted Cliff. Uh, Cam has a good argument. Um, but yeah, I think I would. Maybe Cliff. that whole defense. Can you give a whole? Yeah, defense? I would have tried to just vote <laughs> for all of them. For, I'd have tried to bend the rules. You know. But go ahead, man. I know you want. My bad. Let's get into your. No, that's cool. We're still talking Seahawks. Uh, yeah. That. So let's see. Uh, quarterback was obviously Russ. Full, uh, running back was obviously Marshawn. Uh, fullback Mike Robinson. Shout out Mike Rob doing his thing on on Do TV. Do people even remember Mike Rob, man? I should. They should. Man, he's on TV. I hope so. That dude's a legend. Uh, yeah, no, Mike. Great, Mike. great, great fullback. He made the Pro Bowl one year. I remember him strictly off of his YouTube channel that he had when he was in the locker room. I feel yeah, what it was yeah, called. Yeah. That uh, was dope. You're right. Yeah, I, that was a really. I really enjoyed watching that because he really gave you an inside look at other players who you never thought you would see in the locker room just chilling, talking. I mean, he really did a good job in doing that. Oh, man, now we got to think of the name of it because someone's going to – oh, that's going to bug me. It's going to bug me too, but – Oh, hey, if you – you should look that up while, 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 while I'm going through the rest. I can find it. Uh, But, yeah, that was – yeah, Mike Robb's little serious thing was, was pretty cool. Like That's what I try to do with my stories, but I can't be as, like – uh, colorful, I guess, because Mike gets better access than I do. But yeah, obviously, uh, the receivers are Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett. Uh, tight end is Jimmy Graham. Uh, you got some the, elite route runners in there, Mike. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I definitely do, because I have Tyler Lockett in there. Uh, the offensive line was it was it was difficult, but it was easy. You got the Mike Rob name, the real Rob Report. Rob Report. Yep. Oh, yes. As soon as you said, I was like, "Yep, there it is." I remember that's that's a good such name. a dope name. Yeah, no, that, that was tight. That's some good marketing there. Uh, the old line for this all decade team was pretty easy. Uh, but also it was like really hard. But at the same time, it's not like there was a ton of dudes to choose from. Like so, I went left tackle Okung, left guard James Carpenter, center Max Unger, guard right guard that is J.R. Sweezy, uh, and right tackle uh, Brendo Giacomini. How do you say that? Let's go with that. 
so that was pretty simple. Although I'm not gonna lie, man, a lot of those dudes just made the list because they was on the team when the team was good. Because <laughs> a lot of these guys were either they were either they were good for like a stretch or they were inconsistent or yeah. it's just like it wasn't a lot of like elite level play. Uh, you know, Okun was really good. Uh, you know, holding down the left side. Uh, James Carpenter had a run. Max Unger was a all, all pro, so actually he was like legitimately like good at center. J.R. Sweezy was like solid, but <laughs> who yeah. else you got? Yeah, there was some other names. You could, I mean, I could have considered Justin Britt. Uh, he's been on the team for five years, um, actually six years, uh, I think. So there's there was some other other dudes that I like thought about, but for the most part, picking the best dudes ain't hard. All the problem was that guys move around so many different spots. So it's just like who to pick at what at what spot. How many times did you start there? Yada yada yada. The only thing on the offense that was kind of tricky was tight end. Oh yeah, I when I read when I saw that I was like, dang, Zach Miller, huh? Then you go look at Jimmy's numbers and it was just like, bro. Even if you isolate Jimmy's Seahawks numbers, which is what I did here, I guess yes. I should have uh, set set the parameters there. Uh, it does not count if you did stuff elsewhere. Yep. So like, what what Jimmy did in New Orleans does not matter. It was all what did you do while you were in a Seahawks uniform? I guess that's pretty important uh, distinction to make. So, but it was easy, bro. Jimmy's numbers, Jimmy's numbers are crazy, bro. But to your point. He did that one thing, he blocked, and that helped that run game. And where's Marshawn on your list? Oh, he's on there. Yeah, but Marshawn <laughs> was also running behind bad old lines. And he was just running to people's faces. Hey, man, Zach Miller was a lead blocker, man. What you talking about? He's, he's, he's and and Mike Rob. <laughs> yeah, no, Mike <laughs> Rob. Bro, Mike Rob made a Pro Bowl, I think, in 2011, man, as a fullback. But that, I think that's the that's a controversial one. And I feel, I feel people will be like, no, Jimmy Graham. Well, people <laughs> just don't like Jimmy. Well, that's fair. You don't have to like the guy, but he also didn't fulfill the needs that fans were looking for. And also what the Seahawks needed from him, and but hell, Mike, we knew that when they when they got him, we were wondering, is this the move they're going to make? I mean, they're getting a the guy that's going that's supposed to catch the ball, which he did. He did a lot of bro. He had like eighteen touchdowns as a Seahawk. That's really hard. It is very. That's hard. a lot of touchdowns in what? That's a three seasons, I think three seasons. I th- I'm pretty sure that he played. Yeah, man. But G- we want more. Jimmy was. A we lead. want more. I mean, I'm sure the Packers do right now too. They could have <laughs> used it after getting the doors blown off on uh, a. <laughs> On Sunday night against the But yeah, Niners. I know that tight end one was tough on you. You're probably going I back I think and it's forth. emotional. People just don't like Jimmy Graham, bro. That's just that's just what it is. If you look at the numbers and who who got busy on the field, it was it was Jimmy. Tyler Lockett was a late addition. He was the last person I added to the list. I had Golden Tate there for a while, and then I went back and like, let me actually go let me go look at these numbers, man. Who's a better right runner? Golden Tate? Tyler. Ooh, look at that. Golden's no better at Yak. Golden's probably the best player in the NFL with the ball in his hands. Maybe well, maybe not anymore, but he was for sure. For a good stretch, if you, if, I think he was like leading the league in yak for a while. Uh, missed t- missed tackles forced after the catch. It was just ridiculous. All the stuff that Golden was able to do. Uh, that was how many years? So we'll say that Golden Tate did that for three years, right? Where he was just. Uh, let's see. Golden Tate's in the 2010 draft, and I think he leaves after the first Super Bowl. So that's 20, four years. 2014. Okay. And it, this is what I also did because Tyler's active right now. Yep. I, I subtracted Tyler's 2019 numbers from this discussion, oh, okay. and it still wasn't close. Mm. It really was not. Like, Tyler was a much more impactful player and just, like, most of the regular counting stats, like yards, yards per reception, touchdowns, reception percentage, big plays. Like, it was all Tyler. That's you fair. Know? And Tyler was an all-pro uh, returner, too. Yeah, you answered the question. Yeah, then. no. It was once, – once I thought about it some more, I was like, man, Tyler's been getting busy. And, the, again, that's just from Tyler from 2015 to yeah, 2018. You're not, you're not I didn't even count the stuff season, he's already man. doing because uh, I wrote this list a couple weeks ago. So, though, I didn't know what Tyler was going to do. And Tyler was a for real deal legit number one receiver on one of the best passing offenses in the league. There's, there's something to be said 
uh, for that. But otherwise, it was pretty simple. So Jimmy and Tyler are the only two guys who made it that weren't on the Super Bowl team, I believe. That's correct. Or from, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I think those are the only two on offense. Defense is obviously pretty simple. Uh, my def- <laughs> Super Bowl team, where you at? <laughs> yeah, it's like, were you on the Super Bowl team? Yes or no? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> basically it. Chris Clemens, uh, Mike B, a defensive tackle. He was ferocious, man. Oh, Chris Clemens? Oh, my Bro, goodness. He had like three double-digit sack seasons in a row, and some of that was on a bad team. Uh, yes. I remember he was just – he was fast, strong. he get to that edge – it was over. The problem with Chris Clemens, and I didn't want to dock him for this, though I feel like it should be mentioned on the podcast if we're going to discuss him. I do believe he's a flat earther, so like that's that's a problem. Take him bro. off your list, man. It's, you see what I'm saying? I wanted Come to. On, I didn't even know that. Where'd you find out that news? I feel like he went on like a rant on Twitter one day. He delete those like tweets when yet? I first covered the. Te- that's a good question. We could probably find him. Yeah, hold up, man. When you I first covered the team, I feel like I think it was around the time Kyrie Irving was on the. I know, I know. That's crazy. I really like Kyrie, but he's tripping. Uh, the flat Earth thing. I think he came out with. I'm pretty sure Chris Clemens is a flat earther. Like we should dock for anyone who's yeah, a flat. He earther. shouldn't be on your list, Mike. Find somebody else. I don't. I mean, I could have. You could put Frank Clark in there for all I care. I did not have Frank. So to round out my D line, I had, I had Chris Clemens, Mike B, Brandon Mebane, uh, Cliff, Averill, uh, Bobby, KJ, Bruce Irvin. That was the linebackers were so easy. Uh, Richard Sherman, Brandon Browner was actually my other corner. Oh damn! Well, you found a Chris Clemens. Please don't be fooled by what you hear or what they show you. Do your own research. Stay woke. <laughs> I'm hoping that has nothing to do with... This was oh, March yeah. 2nd of 2017. He's a flat earther, bro. Someone said, go back to bed, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, D- DBs were easy. Brandon, Sherm, Cam, Earl. I wanted to put uh, Maxi or Brandon Max... Or excuse me, Byron Maxwell. <laughs> I... All the nicknames came up. Yeah, Max. No. Oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, no, they call him Maxi. Uh, but uh, Brandon was just just so good, man, so good. I think he like led the league in passes defense in 2011, man. Pro Bowler, uh, like he's just a he's a beast. I think he had 30 passes defense when he was with the Seahawks. Like that, he's a monster. Was that the tallest DBs with Brand Brandon Brown and Richard Sherman that we've seen in a while? Because Brandon Brown was like six four, six five, and They're, yeah, Sherman six three. Sh- they look like shooting guards. Sherman I mean, and BB, that's yeah, crazy. And with Cam six one playing safety, just yeah no they were there's a reason they beat the snot out the Broncos yeah, bro they had man. no shot they should have beat the Patriots like those guys really didn't have a shot there was just real deal generational talents on the Patriots whereas there were just really good players on that Broncos team that they beat like Peyton Manning's obviously a generational talent and then that was it oh yeah and talk about Richard Sherman winning Defensive Player of the Year I think people forget how great he was see here's the thing yeah. I, my my explanation for Richard Sherman, you guys can see an article. It says Richard Sherman should have won the defensive player of the year in 2013. Go to Beta Panthers fan. <laughs> because for real, man, I know Luke Kiki was special. Luke was really, really special. But I just think it's absurd that when you look back at this decade, no one on the Seahawks defense won defensive player of the year. And that to, is absurd. Not to mention, Luke Kiki was all over the field. Richard Sherman by himself shut down one side of the field. You didn't, t- or Aaron Rodgers didn't even throw at him. I'm pretty sure that in 2013, Sherm had 60 targets and had like eight picks <laughs> on like 60 targets. Well, that means he was bored for lots of games. That's fewer than four targets a game. It's all regular season. Put it this way. DK Metcalf's about to have how many targets this year maybe? Mm, over, he's about to have maybe like 65, maybe 70, maybe even more. You know who's going to rival that type of year is this year is that dude from uh, New England. Oh, he's Gilmore. Gonna, yeah, he, he's probably Gilmore. not going to get the pick numbers. I think he's at like four. No, four he's not five. getting the picks. Sherman was a ball hawk. He's just... With, on no targets, bro. 60 targets is not a lot. 
that's my Trey point. Flowers might already be at sixty <laughs> in like uh, eleven games. That's crazy. I think I'd have to I'd have to go back and. And look. he's the second string quarterback, cornerback. Uh, uh, yeah, he's the number two. Well, number twos get thrown at a lot more. So and to your point, they get thrown at a lot more, and he's at sixty. And Sherman had sixty for the year. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it was like sixty or sixty-four. It's a low number, but it that's was so scary low. It was it was it was super low. When I was telling, I was uh, we'll, I'll get to it in a little bit. I, but that comes back up too in the discussion. I'm looking at defensive players of the year real quick from the the whole decade. It's Troy Polamalu. This is from 2010 uh, to current. Troy Polamalu, Terrell Suggs, J.J. Watt, Luke Keekley, which is the year that Sherm probably should have won. J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt. That's fine. <laughs> Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. So I mean, I understand it why they no one from there won. Although Earl has a really good case in 2013 as well, uh, but the Panthers were really good that year as well. I guess. Um, so I understand. But who won it all again? Oh yeah, I mean, but it's a regular <laughs> season award though. I know it's a regular season award. The regular season, he shut down one side of the field and didn't even. He was bored. He there was a video of him. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, I don't think Luke Kuechly got bored out there. Granted, no, but he's, he's a linebacker. linebacker I know. Here in the middle, middle of the defense. I know. You're supposed to go out there and hit dudes all game. But my goodness, show Sherman some love, man. Get. You're Ar- right. He Earl, Earl had a really good uh, argument Either, in, in 2013 as well. Uh, Bob, Either one of them. Bobby had a real good argument in 20, I want to say, 17. Was it 16 with Khalil Mack or was it 17? No, it was one of those years Aaron Donald. Honestly, might have been both of the years Aaron Donald won. Because, like, he's just such a – Bobby's such a good player. But, yeah, Aaron Donald's unfair. I think one of these years he won, he got, like, 22 20 sacks. sacks. 22, yeah. <laughs> what? Or, no, 22 would have broke the record. I think it's 20 sacks. Uh, Through triple teams, double teams, yeah, didn't matter. Getting double teamed like seventy percent of his pass rush snaps or something like that. It was not. It was. It was unfair. No, I understand. I understand overall, but I think the best argument anyone has is Sherm twenty thirteen. Like there that it is. was. Uh, there's no cornerbacks on this list for the last decade, and that's a shame because it's really hard to throw, or it's like it's a passing league right now. It's really easy to throw, yes. and it's hard for DBs right now. And we should create like Gilmore should be like a top five defensive uh, player MVP vote. Yeah, like MVP vote. Yeah. I think Gilmore should be, because you can't throw his way. Like, no shot. It's very much Revis Island-like. The fact Revis never won either. They uh, got Gilligan's Island. They should have won. Gil, like, Gil, Gilmore. Revis had a shot in 2010 to me. Should have had, had a chance to win. That went to Palomalu. But that's the year that the Mark Sanchez and them went to the AFC title. <laughs> butt fumble. Uh, I don't know if that's the butt fumble year. Sounds good. Is that? Is that? <laughs> yeah, the all decade is pretty simple for the Seahawks. You know, they're not really... a. They 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 had their like best players. Oh, the specialists are Hauschka and John Ryan. Without question, Hauschka, man, can you come back and kick? You think? Uh, uh, Jason Myers hit a game winner. I think Hauschka makes a. I think he brings. I think he eliminates never kick. I mean, Hauschka got he got really go because he was not making kicks. <laughs> like they didn't. It wasn't just because they didn't like. Because of old age, Mike. And John Ryan also threw a touchdown in the you know one of the biggest games of franchise history. So he definitely gets in. That's pretty. That's pretty simple. Now for the top 10. This is where things got tricky, Chris. And so when I say I, I got input from people, which I did, I talked to people <laughs> about this, other writers. I talked to some players on the Seahawks uh, about this, you know, reached out to past uh, Seahawks to try to get some input, not to, not to necessarily take a poll because it's still my list. All of this is just what I think. Right? It's just what, you know, it's based on, like, numbers. It's based on impact. So, for example, a lot of people are going to point to probably that Actually, you know what? I'll go through the whole list. I'll go through the whole list. So I should I go one to ten or ten to one? Ten to one. Ten to one. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. I'm gonna go one to ten. I'm gonna go one to ten. Don't spoil it. You gonna well, everyone, read ten to one. Everyone knows what number one is. It's Russ. <laughs> so 
It goes Russ. I, I thought it'd be Sherman. Russ, Sherm, Marshawn, and then you can make an argument for any of those guys at one. Uh, Cam, Bobby, Earl, uh, Doug, Mike B, KJ, Jermaine Curtis. Why did Russell get number one? And I want you to try and eliminate because he's the quarterback. Because that's, you can't, though. Positional value matters, though. It does, me. but I also think Richard Sherman was probably right there, and you were just like, you know what? I got to give it to the quarterback. Okay, so, so here's, walk me through that. So it's the whole decade, right? Yep. So Russ has played for eight years Correct. in the decade. That's very important. That was less longer than any other defensive player on here but Bobby and KJ. Okay. Uh, well, Bobby and him are the same, but Russ has also never missed a start. So that's very important. That's, yeah, that's very important. And you look at Russ. Just uh, he's the what, what did he just do on Sunday? I think he became like the first quarterback to ever start his career with eight straight winning seasons. I think. Yeah, him and Bobby are both the first at their positions to do that. And that what that says is Pete Carroll mentioned this after the game too. He's like that speaks to the consistency they've brought. Mm. And if nothing else, Chris, you look at the look at the decade, the teams that have been good. Okay. This decade, what have Patriots, they had? Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> They've had consistency at the quarterback position. Okay. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. You will not be a consistently dominant team without consistency at the quarterback position. Consistently competent play. Like, look look at the Bears right now. They <laughs> thought they were going to have it going. <laughs> no, man. Mitch Trubisky sucks, and he's inconsistent. You can't have... Um, like, let's say the Patriots. The Patriots are a good example for this year, right? Their defense is really good. If Brady plays like this next year... They won't win anything. You can't just have an inconsistently uh, incompetent quarterback, and that's what Brady is uh, this year. Like when you have when you have inconsistent quarterback play, it ruins everything. Look at the Rams right now. Man, but Jared Goff just looked like like hot garbage, right? Because their quarterback has a really low floor. He has a high ceiling, but he has a low floor. The ceiling is the roof. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a great quote. <laughs> uh, so you just look at these these teams that have had great defenses, um, and that's fine. You can be consistently good on defense when you have like all world talents, but really you need stability on offense. And it's not that Russ was just like game manager. Russ was really good. Yes. He was really he was uh, he was always really efficient. Uh, he was always he really good at ball security. He was really in, uh, integral to the run game when he first got. You know, was involved like in 2012, 13, and 14. Like the run game, he was very much involved in. And then when the run game wasn't necessarily, when they didn't have Marshawn for a lot of the year in 2015, what did Russ do? Light the league on fire in the back half of the year with Doug Baldwin. Uh, so, and Russ's importance, I think, because remember, it's to now as well. Yes. The, re- the, the reason they didn't have to ever rebuild when they lost all these other guys on the list is because they still had Russ. You know, it's, it's, they still had this dude who developed into an MVP caliber player. Are we getting to the point where you're saying it wasn't even close to put Russ number one? No. I think Marshawn could have easily been number one. And Richard Sherman? Sherman would have been a tougher sell at one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Marshawn, I can understand, because they were a run-first team. Yes. Actually, still a run-first team. And they were built around Marshawn's talents more than they were built around Russ's talents, which I, I would say now they're built around more of Russ's talent. Uh, still they're, not to— They're the, seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas before it was like, we have 24, we're going to go and give it to him. Except in Super Bowl Forty Nine, I was hoping you wouldn't say that because now listening, I'm like, God damn it, Mike! I mean, it's just out there. <laughs> so that that's that. Marshawn has a good argument for now. Anyone who thinks Marshawn should be number one, Sherm has a tougher argument. But because he was the, the reason he's number two, is because he is uh, Sherm number two. Yeah, Sherm number two is because he was just, uh, he was just like the spokesperson for that that Defense. legion of boom. Like, yep. there's been plenty of good defenses over the year. If you think about that, uh, like, look at the last decade, right? Who would you have? You Man, have, you uh, got the Ravens, 
the Ravens had a really good defense and like whenever they won with Flacco. Yep. Right, but and then Ray Lewis was kind of like the, and Ed Reed were their. That headliners. was kind of the end of the. Ad- and then let's see. The Niners had really good defenses as well with oh, Kaepernick's yeah, with Patrick teams. Patrick Willis and who was the other linebackers? Navarro Patrick, Bowman, Navarro and Bowman. then they had Justin Smith, Alden Smith. Uh, their teams were really, really good. Yeah. Deshaun Goldson, Dante Whitner. Uh, they they had really good defenses. The Broncos that beat the Panthers had a really good had defense. a really amazing defense. Uh, Von Miller, Chris Harris, I think a keep to leave. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, mm-hmm. Demarcus Ware, I believe, was on that team as well. The Panthers that were in that same game had a crazy good. Uh, defense. Yeah, they went fifteen and one. Yeah, their front line was crazy. <laughs> Luke Kuechly was obviously crazy. Josh Norman was locked down uh, at the time. Like, but the difference in those guys in the Legion of Boom is not just because they have Hall of Fame talent. It's because they w- they were a brand. Yes, they were a brand and they were an identity. They brought an identity to their city, and they brought a culture to the ci- to the city. And Sherm was like the the voice. Like he was like the Don King that they needed to be. Like all those other defenses we named, do they have a nickname? No. I think that Broncos team tried to be like the no-fly zone, mm. which doesn't really make sense because I'm pretty sure the no-fly zone is like literally in Detroit. Like I think there's like an area of Detroit you can't fly over, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, somebody, if you if I'm wrong, let me know, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Uh, so you just can't steal somebody else's nickname like that. So Sherm is important in that way, and nobody could throw on him. Like that was important too, but it was like Sherm was like a, a badass. He really was in the sense that like, he took football so seriously and so personally, like throwing on him was like a sign of disrespect. He felt like almost the ultimate sin. Yeah. And everyone else kind of adapted that. Not to say he was necessarily better than like Earl. I think Earl's a better player uh, overall, uh, but that's why he was so important there. They became a name. There are DBs now who, you know, Trey Flowers looked up to the Legion of Boom. Yes. You know, why, why did he know who to look up to? Obviously because he, he was a college DB or high school DB, but, like, they had the branding there. They were the name. They were the voice. The tip is one of the most iconic plays of the decade yeah. in the NFL. When you think of the tip, you know exactly what's happening. Yep. I don't have to explain to you know exactly what it is. Like, that's someone on Twitter asked today, uh, what was the most iconic play of the decade in football, or the college ba- college football or NFL? And I think the, the clear answer is the uh, Super Bowl 49 interception. But the tip is up there. The kick six from Auburn, uh, what you call it, uh, is up there. Two Seahawks players are in there, and like part of what was iconic about too, Sherm's reaction to the pick too. That was really yeah, that classic. One, yeah, that went viral. So that's why he's up there. Everyone else makes a lot of sense. Cam, Earl, Bobby. Uh, now I will say this: I did get into an argument with some players in the Seahawks locker room because I was debating the list with KJ. I was like, KJ, here's my list. The list had already been written, uh, and I'm just like, hey, I just turned it in. What do you think? And then some other dudes is like, what What do you mean? What What list? So I'm telling them the list. A bunch of defensive guys. This is like a couple weeks ago. And they're just getting on my, okay, one guy. I'm not going to say who it was. This guy didn't even want Russ in the top five. Mm. Didn't even want Russ in the top five. Did he want just a defensive? Just, just d- defense and Marshawn. I understand why. And I was like, you know what? Because the defense is the you. reason they won the Super Bowl. I mean, my goodness. How many touchdowns did they have from Russ? There's I mean, I think he threw for, uh, I don't know, he threw for, like, he mattered. In he the mattered, Super Bowl. but I mean, when it came down to it, man, that defense was something nobody it has was ever otherworldly, seen. otherworldly, yeah. And that's why the defensive player, gosh, I'm just making it sound so, got to figure out new words, but. What? <laughs> well, I'm over here saying the defensive players, and they are being defensive about this certain situation. Well, that's how I tell <laughs> somebody, you guys all have a bias. Like, they, half of them went to Cam in the top three. I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. Cam's really important. But you guys, A, have a bias. <laughs> Uh, two, you guys are underestimating the value of the quarterback position, and they're all just like, ah, defense wins championships, defense wins championships. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. 
you still need consistency at the quarterback mm. position. When you have a bad qu- look at the Broncos since then, their defense is still okay. And they have what? No quarterback. No, bro. Um, if you guys follow, uh, what's sorry, Broncos, uh, Nikki. I can't remember Nikki's last name. She's our Broncos writer on Twitter. Maybe I'll just have to tag her. She just uh, posted a list of all the quarterbacks they've had since mm. like 2016. And it's like Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, uh, Joe Flacco. Just scrub, 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 scrub. Oh, I don't know how to say Nikki, Nikki's last name, but her last name is spelled J H A B as in boy V A L A. Ja Babla. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to mess Nikki's name up. She's really good. She's really plugged in over there. I think she's been in the market for a long time. But the point is, like, she tried to illustrate, like, yo, the the Broncos have been a mess. So here we go. Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, Brock. Lynch, Simeon, Osweiler, Lynch, Case Keenum, Flacco, Brandon Allen, Drew Locke, probably. Like, that's that's disgustingly bad, right? But their defense has been kind of consistent. It hasn't been otherworldly like the Legion of Boom, but the quarterback play is just so valuable. Marshawn, again, has a really good argument for one. Yes. They fed off him in a way that was like goes beyond the fact that he was a good running back. I mean, I think it comes – I mean, Marshawn has so many highlight plays – I mean, yes. if you run through his career, you're just like, boom, boom, boom. And Russ is still building that the, resume. The Beast Quake is a good argument for one of the that's, most iconic that's players the first of the decade. one that popped into my head was Beast Quake. I mean, that's fair, too. The Beast Quake were, is crazy. People were saying the stadium was shaking and there was an earthquake. I mean, that's crazy. And then his signature, holding the junk, diving in the end zone. Just yeah, no, solid- the, the Beast Quake is a good argument. I mean, and Russ, I don't know if he has that moment. I mean, yes, he has a great – he has – all these comeback wins. I mean, you remember the one against Green Bay when Jermaine Curse is open over the middle. Who's yeah, also yeah, I would say that's his moment. I mean, which one's more? Well, the one, well, the, well, the Green Bay one sent him to the Super Bowl. Sure I mean, the, the Beast Quake game, I think they just. They beat the Saints. They were already winning the game, I'm pretty but sure. I though. mean, that just solidified it, Mike. That just sent a message. That was an exclamation point for sure. I mean, I think that's a good discussion to have in considering you have Russ number one. I'm, f- I'm flexible on Russ being one, two, or three. That's cool. Not having him in the top five is just yeah, asinine. As, as you said, just a little bias there from the defensive players because, A, they play defense, and they when they go out there <laughs> and they shut teams down, they take pride in that. Well, you know what? Actually, I did make an edit based on that conversation that I had. with. There's like five or six dudes I was arguing with, and they were making some really good points. What I did actually initially, my two defensive tackles on the all-decade team were Jay Reed and Brandon Meebane, and then I had Mike and Cliff as my defensive ends. And that they were like, man, you can't you can't not have uh I think someone was like, you can't have not have Clem on there. And I was like, dang, you're right. Uh but how am I gonna get him on there? I, I I gotta take off Mike or Cliff and I'm uh and they're just like, shoot, slide Mike to, to three tech. I'm like, uh, mm, okay. Yeah, and you actually say that in the story. Oh, did I, did I write that? Oh, okay. I wrote <laughs> this list a while ago, guys. I'm sorry. And it just came out like let's today, go to, too. Let's go to Mike B, because ex- I'm pretty sure you explain it. In the all decade, I'm pretty sure. That's where, in the team, I mean, not the top 10. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. And all, okay. Yeah. My bad. I missed. Yeah. Missed because it, he, he was a, uh, he, he was like a defensive end that also played some three tech, too. So, but here's the other thing, too. I told, there's some guys who was on the team now. Uh, they was like, he was like, you don't got five on there? They're talking about Frank. Nicknamed five. Oh, I uh, hear you. Yeah, so they was like, you don't got five on there? I'm like, I'm like, well, my defensive ends are Mike B and this is front made the change. They're like, hey, you don't got five? I'm like, yo, my defensive ends are Mike B and Cliff. Like, like, yeah, you got to have five on there. I'm like, bro, all right, cool. Who am I taking off? No answers. I'm, yeah, I was like, Cat Williams, don't worry, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, 
I don't know. It's like, it's your list. <laughs> Were you thinking about doing honorable mentions by any nah, chance? Nah, no, no. Because you don't want to dilute the, the value of being on the list. Ooh, but, okay. Look at but that. But what I did is, I, Frank and Jay Reed are real close. No, real I hear close you. To being, being on there. But Mike B was just, we're talking about Pro Bowl talents here, man. Had Frank stayed a Seahawk, would that have changed your answer by any chance? If he was still a Seahawk? Mm, mm, I don't think so. I didn't include a lot of what guys are doing now. Uh, so that had been really, but him really just being tough. in the locker and you know him, you've talked to him. Would that have maybe just been like, damn, you know what? Chris Clemens is too good, bro. No, I I'm think just asking. Like, uh, yeah, I think Chris had three seasons in a row with double digit sacks. Like, that's just come on. And his pressure numbers were crazy in that time. Like, I went back and compared a lot of stuff. I went back and look at pressures and quarterback hits and and, and all that stuff. Like, and Chris Clemens and from tw- yeah, 2010. I'm looking up everything right now. 2010, 11 sacks. 2011, 11 sacks. 2012, 11 and a half. Then it dropped to four and a half when Mike B and Cliff got here. Yeah. And they were kind of rushing by committee. But, like, no. Clemens was real deal, man. That's why I couldn't have, couldn't have left him off, man. He was, too, he was just too good. No, I completely understand. I just yeah. wanted to get your thoughts on that. I did want that. Frank on there. It was tough. Frank, and, Frank and Jay Reed had good arguments. How many sleepless nights did you have? Uh, it was it was it was tough. I didn't, <laughs> didn't lose no sleep. Uh, but you, yeah, no, it was it was it was it was very tough. Uh, I had one defensive uh, player uh, in that same discussion. They wanted more defensive players in my top ten. I'm just like guys, 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 guys. <laughs> Doug is making the list. <laughs> And then you know, everybody's like, ah, yeah, I feel you. I was like, bro. What do you mean, mean I feel you? you? What do you mean you feel me? It's like, bro, it's Doug freaking Baldwin, man. Like, you know. Undrafted. <laughs> well, and then people are ignoring how long people played, too. Like, when I brought up Mike B, it was like, how long Mike B play here? And I'm just like, bro, he played for five years. This is half the decade. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that was, like, underestimate how good. It was very, I asked some offensive players, too, to input. Uh, but this particular day, I argued with a bunch of defensive guys. <laughs> of all ages, too. It wasn't just older dudes or younger dudes. Defensive players on the defense. Yeah, and I understood. I mean, some of them understood Russ, Russ and Marshawn. Uh, everyone rode for Marshawn. Of course, that's their guy. Because Marshawn, here's the other thing, too. He brought identity to the team that was just very important to who they were. It's not that they were a run-first team. They were a run-it-down-your-throat and establish that we are going to hit you in the mouth. And if you're not ready to get hit in the mouth, you're going to lose this game, and Marshawn's going to run through your face. That was their identity on both sides of the ball. Sherman brought that. Sherman, Sherman Cam brought that on defense, and mm-hmm. Marshawn brought it. Our offense, and that's why all of those dudes are in the top four. Got like, it. Okay. Some of those guys wanted Cam at number one, and I was just like, you know what? I feel where you're coming from because their identity on defense was, all right, cool. You can throw it deep, you probably just won't complete it. You can throw it over to the corner, probably gonna get picked. If you throw it over the middle, someone dies. That's Vernon Davis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't even over the middle. Yeah, like you. Yeah, you, you throw it over here, someone dies. Thirty-one is gonna knock you the hell out. So uh, there was something to that as well. And Cam was the emotional leader too. Yeah. Like he became like the rah-rah unofficial spokesperson internally. Sherm was like their 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 PR guy. But internally Cam was like their motivator. Remember in 2015 when he held out? Yes. It, it, it didn't sit well with guys in the locker room. They lost their first two games, I think. I think they were back at like 2-2 two and two even when he came back. Uh, and, and I think they even go, ended up going like 3-3 three and three that year. And... They just it just wasn't right. The energy wasn't right, and it's because they didn't have Cam in there to kind of stabilize everything. And that's the year, if you remember, like they didn't want to like Legion of Boom it anymore. They wanted to make it very clear that we are it's love our brothers. Like that is what LOB really means. And once they got back to that and found themselves centered around Cam, kind of inspiring that like change. I think they won. I forget. They ended up going back to the playoffs and losing to the Panthers uh, in a divisional round. 
but like Cam was such a a presence in the locker room. So as you guys can see, I did do some reporting, you know, because oh. I wasn't here for that. I was in college. We, I was in, we were both in Pullman. Kicking well, it. While all this is going on, <laughs> yes. Well, we were working as well. We were working <laughs> as well, getting these degrees. Just to make sure that's, that that's out there. So that's why I, arguments for Cam at like number one, I could hear. I, I probably won't agree, but I can hear it. I'd probably have to hear it from someone who actually played, but I can still hear it. Uh, let's see. Who else was complicated in there? Mike B was a no-brainer. Oh, Jermaine Curse. Okay. A lot of people don't like Jermaine either. Jermaine Curse was a no-brainer. I'm going to tell you why. The Name the, f- let's see, the five most iconic players of the decade. They're all around Jermaine. <laughs> like, th- <laughs> that one, the Green Bay? Well, okay. The five most iconic plays, maybe not. But, Definitely the biggest catches are all Jermaine. All the biggest catches in the decade are all Jermaine Curse. Like th- like three of them. <laughs> like the top three is entirely Jermaine Curse. It's th- for real. And you ain't lying. It's the NFC title game, the other NFC title game, and then the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> like what? Well, I'm going to tell you this real clear. And I, I, I've argued people with this. If Marshawn just runs the ball in a Super Bowl 49, Jermaine Curse owns the best catch in Super Bowl history. Even over, what's his name, helmet guy? Over Eli David Tyree? Mitt? Yes, mm-hmm. over David Tyree. Mm-hmm. I would argue that's a good that's a good uh, runner-up. That is the best catch. What about Patrick Burst after he shot himself? He was it's, wide open. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> no, he went to jail for that. He I'm did. kidding. It was, I just want to throw that uh, out there. Yeah, but go yeah, ahead, Mike. Yeah, don't you, you watch Power? Yes. Is that what 50 Cent was like? He did that. <laughs> Guilty. Oh, I can't cuss him. He did that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know him for a long time. He did that. <laughs> Uh, actually, I don't watch Power, but I thought that <laughs> clip was clip was really funny. It just applies to everything. Uh, yeah, if Jermaine Curse or if Marshawn just runs it in, yep. Jermaine Curse, best catch in Super Bowl history, bro. That's how crazy that catch was. He's he got to get in. So basically, I consider twelve people coincidence. Twelve <laughs> people for the for the uh, all decade. Should have did thirteen Mine for the top ten. I mean, uh, who who didn't I? Who didn't I? Oh, Cliff didn't make it. Okay. Which is weird because I guess we were just talking about Cliff being MVP at Super Bowl. See, what's crazy? If he was MVP at Super Bowl, maybe he swing, made it. It, swing it a little different because that title does mean a lot. Well, then shoot. Where's Michael Smith, man? I'm messing with you. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I don't know where he's at. Unemployed, probably. <laughs> um, let's see. Who, there was another person I. Uh, oh, Me Bane. Me mm. Bane, too, because he, if you ask some of the guys who played with Me Bane, th- his presence was just so underrated. I think. Talk about all the double teams and triple teams he took up. Yeah, it was his presence that was just so valuable. And, and just accountability was really important. And it is important now, but those guys back then, they held each other accountable they, because they all had a standard of greatness and they wanted to uphold that. Like everyone on the defense in 2013 and 14, they all wanted to be the best at their position. And accountability was very important for that. Like, dude, you not getting this done. Like on and off the field, we need to be excellent. Like, you know how you like to quote that Denzel joint from the Rimmer Titans? Like, <laughs> yes. we, will, we will be perfect. <laughs> you know, like, for real. That's what, it wasn't necessarily perfect, but it was a standard of excellence that needed to be upheld. upheld. And guys like Cam were very important in that. Guys like Sherm. Uh, uh, even even guys like Doug uh, as well were, like, upholding that standard of excellence. Me Bane was a guy like that as well. But other guys, contrib- like KJ, KJ, he doesn't get a lifetime achievement worth being on here, but, I mean, you're on a team for nine years of the ten. You know, and you're you're a starter that in uh, I don't know if he started in 2011, but you're a key contributor that entire time. Like probably should have been a Pro Bowl guy, 
uh, at some point. Actually, he has been a Pro Bowl guy. So, yeah, no, KJ KJ was like, I didn't have him on our list initially. I did not. And to be clear, that was not the debate KJ and I were having, <laughs> although I'm sure he's glad I added him to it. Uh, but, yeah, KJ's a, a Pro Bowl guy. Probably should have made a couple. Uh, he was he was he wasn't a no brainer, but when I upon further review, cause I think I had Cliff on there initially, and I, it came down to like, do I include KJ and Jermaine or Cliff and me, Bane? I was like, ooh, it's gonna be tough, but I couldn't leave Jermaine off, bro. He's too, I just couldn't. You know how important he is. I mean, you did his name three big plays that are all. And then I understand the other argument. Yeah, huge. okay, th- Mike, those are three plays. He was on the team for five years, whatever. I hear you. They were just iconic moments. I mean, he had a couple and other game winners, too. the thing is, he, he did those icon- iconic moments back to – and he did them consecutively. It wasn't like random here, oh, we don't see him again. He was – when it was money time, it's Jermaine time. Yeah, no, he was he was for real clutch. He was clutch. Yeah. He was clutch. He had another game winner against the uh, Panthers, too. I think, like, he's got – he because of when those plays happened, it's not just that they were game winners. Everyone on everyone on the team probably has a game winner somewhere. Doug's, when they happen, Doug's how? got game winners. Yeah, Marshawn. Uh, it's the time and place, biggest moment. Yeah, like when 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 we need greatness, can you be great? So I, I had to have Jermaine on there, man. I just whew, tell Cliff I'm sorry when you see him at work. <laughs> I wanted him on there. He was on my initial list. I think he would understand. No, nah, he probably won't. Oh, he's a defensive guy. You're right. No. Yeah, no, yeah. Which no, nah, bro, he probably won't when, understand. When I show him the list, he's gonna be like, "You guys are probably, you guys, you guys, you guys probably will have talked about it on radio or something. Make sure they say my name right. That's all. Well, you know I'm an advocate for saying it right. Uh, thank. Is you. it Duger? Dugar. Yeah, bro. People always get my <laughs> get my joint wrong. But yeah, no, that was. I th- I think I did. It, I think I got it pretty pretty money, man. I, it's not too controversial because these guys are just. There was only so many great players from those. There was a lot of great players, but when you look at the whole decade, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Who were the dudes? Maybe know? next time you'll do a 20-year. Uh, oh, you're talking about like continuing on? Mm-hmm. Well, Russ will still be in there. Matt Hasselbeck is going to make it. Sean Alexander makes it. Oh, you're talking about going backwards. Um, yeah, excuse me, 2000. So, so go to 2000, 2000 to 2020, which would be just even more work for you, Mike. Oh, a top 10 from there? Uh, I don't think anyone... I don't think a lot of other people would crack the top ten. I think Sean Alexander would. Uh, are you talking about an all-decade team or a top ten? Do it all-decade team again, uh, but a twenty-year span. Well, the old line would change. Absolutely, it would have Big Walt and it would have it would have Steve Hutchinson. Uh, so that would obviously be a big change. The running back would not change. I would keep Marsh on there. Who would you do? Man, Sean was so incredible. Yeah, he's the MV- MVP. That's not. I mean, I don't want to take Marshawn off. But I mean, you, hey, hey, <laughs> it's your list. <laughs> uh, I would probably swap Brandon for Trufant uh, at my other corner spot. It'd um, be interesting to see that, though. That'd be yeah, not, cool. a, not a ton of change. That's how good these guys were. If you do like an all Seahawk, like ever thing, like it, it includes a lot of dudes from the same list. Yeah. The safeties don't change. Sorry, Kenny Easley. Uh, well, maybe, maybe Cam's, you swap easily for uh, Cam. But like, there's not a lot of changing, bro. This this run that we're in right now with the Seahawks is gonna be Steve crazy. Largent. And people uh yeah, no, it would you would take uh take Doug off and put uh Largent on there. But like there wouldn't be a ton of, there would be changes. There just wouldn't be yep. a ton of of changes. So like the run that we're on right now in Seattle is pretty crazy, man. I, and people aren't gonna it, it reminds me nationally, I think, how we're gonna feel when LeBron's not in the league no mm, more. Don't say that. We're just man. gonna be like, oh, we're gonna realize like, damn. 
Dude, was really that was good. really special that time that we were watching. I know it's special, and I get tired of seeing stuff on Twitter, man. But, you know, it is what it is. As you said, Mike, 10 yeah. years, maybe five years, maybe three years from now when he's done, I'd say 10 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, man, yeah, we like, really had. When we old, we're going to be like, yo. That was our Jordan. Whatever's going on. Now I'm going back to Seahawks. So we're going to be able to tell people like, yo, whatever's going on in the league, because there's going to be some new hotness in the league. Absolutely. In the NFL. I'm like, look. These cats are cool. But listen, Russell, here, listen here, you young whippersnappers. <laughs> let me tell you about a brother named Richard Sherman. <laughs> Russell Wilson. That was yeah. <laughs> let me tell you about Marshawn Lynch, Ooh. a.k.a. Beast Mode. Bad boy. I'm going to have an accent by then. For some reason, I'm just like, yeah, bad boy. Bad boy. Let me tell you. I'm going to just talk like that. You know, all old black dudes. Uncle Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, can't wait to be Uncle Mike. Oh, I just cannot, cannot wait. Oh, yeah. that's. It was, but I got to admit, the list was great, man. I enjoyed reading it. I think everybody will enjoy it, too. I hope it brings up controversy. I want to see a hundred comments. I don't, I don't know if controversy is not one of my, uh, some good discussions. Fine. Okay, excuse me. Good discussion. Good debates. I, I like think I, it'll definitely come with this. I one. feel like I'm gonna have to defend like some strange people. I'm gonna have to def- be defending like Jimmy Graham and Jermaine Curtis for like the next two days. <laughs> and it's just like, get out of here, man. Those guys. I don't think people understand how important catching touchdowns is, man. When you when you're good at it and when you do it in timely fashion, you you matter, man. It's the real deal. And if DK stays on the Seahawks, do you think he will crack the list in 20, let's say, 2030? If they redo this again, do you think DK would have the career? Are you talking about from 2020 to 2030? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's That's a a hot take, huh, That's a good question. We're just so far down. (laughs) If he has Russ, then yeah. Shoot, Russ Russ still might be playing. (laughs) For real, if in 2030 he'd be, what, 40? Tom Brady. 41, yeah, he'd still be playing. That's wild. Oh, that's so wild. Uh, but yeah, DK's got some p- potential. He's got to catch the ball, though. Uh, well, yeah, on yeah, that we t- note. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that in the la- on the last show. But, yeah, if we want to hear your feedback, uh, you know, what you think about, let's who, you, who you'd have in your top ten, who you you know who you think I left off, who you would move around. Uh, obviously, the top five and the top t- and the uh, most important players. Like, as you can see, I didn't outline what's important, quote, unquote. It's tough. It's on-field stuff. It's off-field stuff. You know, it's it's not, it's much more than like whatever your numbers were. It's definitely beyond beyond that. Like that's important as well. But like guys like Cam, there's a reason why Cam's over Earl, and I th- Cam's never made All Pro, and Earl's been there like four times. Mm. It's because of the it's it's the off field, or not off field. It's just like the intangibles. Like there's a reason. A lot. No one no one argued me down when I was like I had Cam over Earl. No one disagreed with that. And there's a reason for that. Like they guys weren't even here. They know what it is. Not to say that Earl wasn't great. Probably one of the best top five players ever in Seahawks history. But once you start factoring in some other stuff, it gets interesting. So, yeah, it was fun. I, like I said, I wrote this a week, like weeks ago. I almost <laughs> forgot what my what my order was because I switched it switched it so much. Also, before we get out of here, there was I did take my list. Oh, we can't cuss on here. Dang it. Uh, I, did, I took my list to one player. I said, hey, man, what you think of his list? I told him what the assignment was. He said, Mike, that list is bull. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, all right, good talk. Appreciate your input, man. <laughs> yeah, Thank yeah, you. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll holler at you later. Yeah, yeah. Time for me to be hitting that old dusty trail here. Let me get <laughs> out of here. That, that was a... Uh... And then ultimately, I didn't even make, have to make a bunch of changes once he really looked at the list. But I was like, dude, but what? I know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, man. Come on. <laughs> but I also was talking about a time I wasn't like present for. So there's that. Uh, this guy wasn't either. But... <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, maybe for the back end. So, uh, but but uh, I don't know, Mike. As you said, come on, man. Yeah, my list wasn't bull. If you, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we want to hear your thoughts. Let us let us know. Uh, tweet us, text, DM, whatever, email, do it all. We love love the feedback. You know, 
all that good stuff. Well, this has been Mike's episode. Now I'm playing. This has been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. Yeah, they a got great me writing li- these lists, man. It's a great list, you guys. I think you guys will enjoy it. But other than that, we'll be back in a few days, man. We got a big matchup. Oh, yeah, Monday Night Football. So we'll be back after that game. Other than that, anything you want to add, Mike? Uh, Go Cougs. We're going to win the Apple Cup. Go Feel me? I couldn't forget that. Go Cougs, what did Max, what did Max Borgie say? He couldn't predict the score, but he's going to score. I'm going to score. A I'm lot. Yeah. There it is. Talk we'll catch you guys later. We out. Time to your bag and the color